three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages, welcome back to your favorite show of the week, Reaching Out with Camo, where it's all about us and nobody else. Without further ado, here's a man, the myth, the legend himself, Camo Arts. Hello, this is Camo. Welcome back to Reaching Out. Now, today we are finally getting back to uh, listener topics. Um, one of our followers on Facebook had reached out to us seeing if we can talk about narcissistic people and how to deal with them. And what did you find out about that? Well, I had to do some digging because uh, I, I haven't had much experience uh, dealing with um, narcissistic people on the regular. So I had to do some looking into it. So narcissism, by definition, is a uh, personality trait characterized by a grandiose sense of self-importance, uh, a belief in one's superiority or specialness, a need for admiration and attention, and a lack of empathy for others. But, See, that sounds a lot like me. The only thing is the empathy part. Ah. That saves me. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's not good. I mean, I, based on that definition, I may have dealt with some people like that. Um, I don't know. You, you, you give people a, uh, well, I don't want to. Okay, I'm not going to say the brand, the hotel I work at or anything, but like rewards members, mm -hmm. like um, hotel rewards members, card holders, you give them a title and all of a sudden they think they're owed it. Yeah, I admit that they do stay at the same brand of hotel and there is a loyalty behind it, but if the littlest thing goes wrong, they blow up and they demand free things. Well, that's probably how a lot of them got their loyalty, is they actually give them free stuff. Yeah. And plus, I've heard it recently, like, there's this woman on TikTok that her daughter, and this is based on a true story, mm. surprisingly enough, her daughter put two and two together and realized if she didn't want to do anything, she could poop her pants and be rewarded because she would get out of it. Huh. And her mom, when she goes to talk to her, she's like, oh, just give her a sticker or something instead and she'll stop. So you're saying to reward her for not pooping her pants when pooping her pants is bad to begin with. Yeah. And she was like, okay, for the 900 sticker today you get. And it was just like, you do, you do reward the narcissist behavior within somebody by doing that. not good <laughs> but how else do you i mean in your line of work though i mean you're in the hospitality yeah your job is to serve us right you know so how else would you handle it just a slap on the wrist say shut the hell up no not at all um i mean it goes both ways i mean you, you, something can go wrong but you don't have to blow up about it, you know, just say like, if okay, I, I've, I've stayed in hotels before and stuff has gone wrong and uh, something didn't work or whatever. I didn't blow up. I went to the front desk and I let them know the situation. I didn't demand free stuff because of it. They did offer, but I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. Just, just letting you know this is happening and stuff like that. I wasn't out for something free. I was letting them know of a situation so they could take note and fix it. So. Yeah, but you're also in that industry. I mean, the normal this person would be, you know. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen both sides. So I guess it's easier for me. I've been in the hotel industry for 13 years now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is good uh, to have that perspective, though. Um, seeing it from the uh, the worker's standpoint as well. 
because I I hear about stuff all the time going wrong at the hotel, stuff breaking down, stuff like that, and it's easier to sympathize um, with stuff that goes wrong because stuff happens, you know. Um, pipes burst, or there's a leak, or uh, the power goes out, or um, elevators. You overlook a window, and there's bugs in it. Right, that, or uh, an elevator gets stuck, or something like that. Most of the time, the people catching all the heat is the front desk, mm-hmm. and they have nothing to do with that. They're just the uh, target for all the aggression. I wonder why that's happened. Because back in the day, it used to be the customer's always right. Now we've seen a shift in the Americanization of that where the customer is not right. They need to be put in their place. Mm. So, I mean, what happened to... Because a front desk worker would not just stare at the person and say, shut up. Right. If there has not been an evolution of stuff going wrong. Yeah. And now, I mean, the Karen videos, Mm. I could literally watch like five hours a day of nothing but Karen videos that have (laughs) just been released. Yeah, I I can't watch those for too long. I I start getting mad. (laughs) I watch them because of human experience. Mm. Literally trying to get into the head of the Karen. Yeah. And figure out what's wrong. Because if you can empathize in the situation, and I, that's really what, like, Gary Vee has taught me so much about empathy. Yeah. Work work with empathy. I probably am too empathetic because I'll let somebody walk all over me mm-hmm. to the point of me being depressed Yeah. and still vouch for the other person. Mm-hmm. Of course, now, you know, I'm a little bit different. But, I mean, again, that's been the evolution of things. It's it's gotten to that point where I'm almost like it has to be a little bit of me. Yeah. It can't just be all that person. Yeah. And, of course, you're the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, man. It, it... Okay. There's one point that, that sticks out in my head. Uh, and I was working at a hotel downtown and this guy comes up to the desk and said he didn't get his cookie at check-in. Dude had to be in his thirties or forties at that point. He's up here complaining about a cookie. If you can stay at this hotel, you can afford to buy your own cookies. Was he fat? It was a bigger guy. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) But no, I mean, We only had so much, um, and it was a large check-in day, and we only had enough uh, for people that were checking in, but people who walked in, we didn't have enough. We had to wait for more to get made. Um, Oh, so they were fresh cookies, too. Yeah. um, They would keep them in, like, a little warmer drawer at the front desk, so whenever they handed them to you, they're still warm and hot. Freaking good stuff, too. I think that's where most of my weight gain came from, from uh, 2010 to 2012. Anyway, this guy comes up and says that he didn't get a cookie at check-in. And the girl's like, I'm sorry, sir. We only had enough for uh, the amount of reservations that we had today. And um, <clears throat> he's like, well, that's not good. I, I, I didn't get my cookie at check-in, so that that's y'all's thing. It's what you do, so what, what are we going to do about this? He kept hounding her and hounding her and hounding her. She's like, sir, we're waiting on more to get made. And uh, as soon as um, as soon as some get made, we'll bring it up to your room. And he just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on. He ends up making this girl cry over a freaking cookie, man. See, I can't say I would. I wouldn't have done the same thing, though. I know this sounds weird, but I mean... <laughs> It it depends on how the person is. Yeah. Now you're saying it from the viewpoint of the worker. Mm. But from the viewpoint of the guest, if you're promised something and you feel offended like they don't care, would you not dig in too? I mean, she's trying to explain the situation. Like we ran out of cookies for 
the amount of reservations that we had. Well, I know, I mean, but I mean, a, it was a large check-in day, and we had just run out temporarily until they made more. I mean, he, he wasn't told that he couldn't get any that day. It's just he's going to have to wait a little bit longer to get it. And, and she was super professional and kind the whole time. Well, that's what's funny because being told you'll get one, you'll just have to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. He literally is choosing an old cookie over a new freshly baked cookie. Because like you said, it was going in the warmer. But when you're in that moment, all you're thinking is about is yourself. I mean, that's we're even in this, we're kind of thinking of the grandiose narcissism. And that is we both have notes, so Yeah. <laughs> People with the behavior who are most likely treated as if they were superior. Hmm. And that's that's kinda it, because it wouldn't be vulnerable narcissism. No. So, yeah, it would be the superior one. I mean, if you do have a card holder, you are told that you are better. So, I mean, if that's their thing, you get a free cookie. Like, I've never even heard about it. Yeah. Like, and of course, I'm not a card holder. So, I mean, if I walked in, I'm not expecting one. So, I mean, he had to have been there long-term or, you know, checked in enough to know you're supposed to get a cookie. Well, the, this this brand of hotel, they're known for giving out cookies at check-in, no matter where you go or what kind of, whether you're a card holder or not. It's what they do. No, I had no clue about that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I don't think I've seen in a hotel since... Probably high school when we went on powerlifting meets. Mm. Because football was before the powerlifting meets. And when we'd go to state, we'd always stay in hotels. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know it sounds weird, but wherever we go, uh, we'd never stay in a hotel. That's the same brand that I work in. Really? Yeah. What about the discount? Discounts okay, but it really just depends on distance from where we're trying to go, and um, if we can find something cheaper, then we'll do that. Or if we have an opportunity to get like an Airbnb, we'll go for that. Mm. So, so you're saying your hotel is expensive? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you on the pressure like that. But I mean, it it does go to show. I mean. You're doing market research, too. Mm. You can take the experience of other hotels and bring them back. I mean, right. Do you ever use a shuttle at the other hotels? No. I don't. I don't think I've taken a shuttle uh, with any. um... You always drive your car, though. Yeah. Yeah, we always just drive ourselves around. Um I think the only time Joanna and I have ever taken a shuttle is like while I was working at that hotel and I parked in the parking garage that night and they took us up to the BMK center or something uh, just because we didn't want to pay for more. <laughs> so I didn't think about that. Yeah. It'd almost be cheaper to rent a hotel room and then use their shuttle to do parking. <laughs> I mean, if you go to an OSU football game, I don't know about the, any other sports. That's probably the only parking that I pay for mm-hmm. is like 20 bucks. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, when I was working at the hotel, we didn't have to pay for parking. So we just parked up in the parking garage, went outside, asked for a ride. And, uh, when we were done, they picked us back up and took us back to the hotel. <laughs> That's interesting. Not a bad gig. But other than that, um, no, we usually just drive ourselves around. And um, but what, like you said, I do in the market research and taking from taking uh, what I've learned from other places uh, and bringing it back. Um, I'm trying to get. I worked at another hotel. It was a smaller chain, but in the lobby they had like board games and card games and stuff like that in the lobby for kids and families and stuff like that to play and everything. Well, just 
if they wanted something to do or if they're waiting on their room to be ready or whatever. And we don't have that at the hotel I'm at. So I was thinking about getting like maybe a cheap like pack of Hot Wheels or something and maybe a couple of cheap board games um, to bring up to the hotel and because um, a lot the check-ins at four and a lot of people try to check in early. So I'm trying to find a way if we can, <coughs> if we can just get some sort of small entertainment just to help people pass the time by while they're sitting in the lobby. Like, how early do they actually try to check in? Oh, like, hours early. Like, three or four hours early. Sometimes they try to check in at, like, noon or one or whatever, and their room's not ready yet. Because between 11 and 4, house game means upstairs trying to clean the rooms. Mm. And that's what people don't understand. Like, why, why isn't my room ready? Well, why can't I check in now? That's why. Because we just had a large checkout, and housekeeping is trying to get all the rooms ready for 4 o'clock. They're cleaning the rooms and making sure that they're ready for you. And that's why you have to pay for early check-in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I want to get some board games or something. to, Because um, this lady actually came up to me the other day. She's like, hey, do you have anything... Like entertainment wise around here while we wait for our room. I'm like, unfortunately we don't. So they just walked around the lobby and I, I did give her a couple of pennies so her kids can throw them in the fountain and stuff like that. That's like the exact opposite of a narcissist. <laughs> you let them run all over you and on your schedule. You want to buy them board games. You want to, you know, entertain people. You drive around and play Pokemon Go. Well, not anymore, probably. But I did, I did do that. <laughs> Don't worry, in case the boss is listening. This was way before you even came. Right. Um. But no, man is um. Yeah, I, I try to keep like a, like a little bowl full of pennies just in case there's little kids running around, and I'll ask their parents, "Hey, do they want to throw a couple of pennies and?" Make a wish over at the fountain, and every time they've said yes, they thought that was a cool idea. So I'll do that, or um, eventually. Secretly, you're the one that cleans out the fountain. <laughs> Get my money back? <laughs> no, um, but no. I mean, like, even to uh, I, I brought up to my boss the other day. Maybe we should keep like small bottles of water and maybe some granola bars or something in the van. Um, since I'm the one that vacuums it out anyway, I, I don't mind cleaning it out. But some people who have like low blood sugar or something, uh, or they've been traveling all day, they haven't eaten. Um, someone might want something to drink or something to snack on. Don't the, they have that at the hotel, though? Not for free anymore. We well, I know. But don't you have like a shop or something that people can get stuff? Yes. See, I can see that being a no-go just because it would take money away from the hotel. Um, it's all overpriced, though. Oh, yeah. It's a convenience factor. Yeah. I mean, why do you think going to Quick Trip, you're going to pay two bucks for an extra large um, fountain drink? Mm. Of course, I think that's overpriced because it takes 10 cents to fill up that extra large fountain drink. Yeah. Yeah, it I don't know, just like some small bottles of water and um, some granola bars, I, I think, would make some difference in the um, in the ratings for the shuttle. Just having that as an option. You have ratings? Um, my department is part of the front desk, so um, I, I read reviews every now and then, and... Uh, not, not much about the shuttle. Some people will say the shuttle driver was really nice or whatever. I'm like, well, that wasn't me. That was Tim. So, <laughs> no, I, I, um, uh, I've gotten some good reviews also, but, um, I you think you should it, put up a sticker that says, please leave me a review. My name is, and then have your name. Okay. I like that. And then you could even get, because you know you want to, mm -hmm. have some made up for the other drivers. Mm -hmm. And that way, whenever, you know, they get out of the vehicle, they're like, oh, yeah, Kim was nice. Yeah. Cam 
Camera was nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Stupid front desk people. <laughs> they didn't give me a cookie. Wow. <laughs> no, it, um, no, I think that's a good idea. That way, um, that way, um, I mean, the front desk has always had like, like, uh, what, what's it called? Gosh dang, my, my mind just went blank. I'm experiencing more of that with diabetes, so I understand. Um, oh, it's right there. I can't think of it. Anyway, they try to get the uh, front desk to up their scores and everything, and if anybody gets like a 10 out of 10 score on their check-in experience or whatever, uh, they have the opportunity to um, incentive. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, incentives. Um so you get a pizza party? No, <laughs> like whoever gets the most stars. Um, well, I'm not. I don't think they do this now, but they did in the past, like a couple of years ago. Uh, whoever got the most stars got a hundred bucks at the end of that quarter, or at the end of the month. So that would be their incentive to do like an outstanding ten out of ten. Uh, check-in experience for these guests as long as they got the review yeah i'd definitely do some things i mean if you ever need printing or i mean even going to walmart and getting it done mm -hmm. just something simple that says you know hey your driver today has been camo you know please go to google and leave a review okay or where do you read the reviews at uh, I go to Google or I go straight to the site or I'll go to. Oh, so you can go to TripAdvisor and see reviews on you. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I'll I'll filter through the uh, the reviews and just type in driver or shuttle or whatever. See if there's any complaints or if any good reviews. See if we can just build on on top of that. So yeah, if you're the one mentioning it. Nine out of ten times, I bet you, if you if they've had a good experience, they would mention you only mm -hmm. if they don't normally write reviews. Yeah. Um. But I try to go above and beyond for a lot of a lot of these guests that are from out of town, and they actually have time. Uh, to you know, just go around and look at stuff, you know. Uh, like this guest yesterday, she got done with her meetings and stuff early. So she wanted to go to Philbrook Museum. I was kind of having a rough day the day I took her, so I didn't say anything the entire ride, I'll be honest. Um, I, I was frustrated, and the shuttle right now is making me super mad because even if I slam the sliding door... I will get the notification on the dash saying that the sliding door is ajar. Mm. And I hate it because it will keep going off the entire ride if I hit. And Tulsa roads aren't notoriously smooth. So <laughs> uh, every time I hit a bump or something, that little chime will go off constantly throughout the entire ride from the airport or wherever. It's like da 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 It's just like, oh my gosh! I wish I can just crank up the radio all the way up so I don't have to hear that stupid noise. That's what I do with the seatbelt alarm. Really? But I feel bad for the guests because they're having to hear that crap too. Yeah. So I try to hold the conversation, or I'll turn on the music a little bit just to cover it up a little bit. But oh, I was just not in the mood for it that day. Um, but yesterday I took her to the airport and I asked her how the, uh, how the trip was. And that's, uh, we had a good conversation. I learned that she's from Belgium and, um, she was just here for some meetings about her job and, uh, thinking about purchasing some stuff from the company and stuff like that. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, she probably thought I wasn't like a super nice dude the first time she saw me, but yesterday I made up for it by actually having a conversation with I, I felt bad about that because uh, I 
I, I need to have a better attitude at work anyway, but that that shuttle's just getting to me. It's it's had so many issues. <laughs> um but no. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, I I try to go above and beyond for people who actually have time to go around and I like to show them stuff that they can't see anywhere else, like the praying hands over at ORU or the golden driller at the fairgrounds or the center of the universe. Um, but I had a guest yesterday saying that she was going to go up to the, um, Black Wall Street Museum out in Greenwood. So, um, I told her about that. I told her about the Jazz Hall of Fame. Turns out that's closed down right now, temporarily. I didn't know that. She was looking forward to going to that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know we had a Jazz Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's right next to the, uh, center of the universe. Okay. Yeah. It's that old train depot right there. Okay. Yeah. It's a really cool looking building. Um, I've taken some people up there before and they said like every Tuesday or something, they had like an open mic night. So people would come in and play blues and jazz and stuff like that on Tuesdays. I thought that was cool. You need to do tours around Tulsa. I would like to. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) I know we mentioned Mm -hmm. on here before about doing a podcast about stuff around Tulsa and stuff like that. Uh, I think that'd be pretty. Did you hear about what Broken Arrow, and I know this totally off subject, but you did you hear what Broken Arrow just got? Huh. Apparently, they're, they're either trying to get the grant or they already got it, but they're going to, um, what's the place with all the swings and the playground and stuff on the other side of town? Um, Gathering place? Yeah. Pretty much Broken Arrow's got a bigger version of that coming. Oh, is that going to be in South Tulsa? Yeah. I think I did hear about that over by like 121st. Yeah. So basically it's going to be like right there oh. in Broken Arrow technically, but yeah. it's, they're saying South Tulsa. Oh, wow. Okay. Right on, man. That'll be good. Cause there's hardly anything out there. <laughs> That's where my buddy used to live out there. When we would walk from uh, South Intermediate to his house, that was like three miles away. He walked three miles to his house. Were you around when Golf World was still a thing? Man, I used to love Golf World. <laughs> Over on 81st and Garnett. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. That was a quick trip in a, in a neighborhood market. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love that place, man. You used to take the end of the bat, and if you tap the batting cages, mm-hmm. it would recycle a quarter. Oh, really? So, I mean, for one quarter, you would just do hours and hours of batting cages. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, I think they still have the go-kart track out there. It's just fenced off. I know they still have, like, the, I think the driving range frame. I have no clue, though. I know there's a road in there you, where you can take. Yeah. Yeah, they still have the uh, the covered part where the driving range was. Yeah. Uh, it's just there, there's a Walmart neighborhood market right there in front of it. Yeah, it took me the <laughs> longest time to remember that's where Golf World was. Yeah. Yeah, man, my parents used to take me there. I used to love that place. Uh, and there was an arcade in the building, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool, man. They've tearing down all our childhood stuff. And then Celebration Station's Ce- gone. Celebration Station, right there on freaking 51st and Harvard. I, I, I used to, uh, no, 51st and Yale. The I just remember Yale. going by the highway and seeing the... Seeing the um, bumper boats. Yeah. Bumper boats and they had go-karts and they had miniature golf and they had an awesome arcade and their, uh, they had animatronics in there too. They had their own mascot. Yeah. I think it was a dog. Man, I used to love that. But I'll point out to people, uh, <laughs> you see all these hotels over here? Yeah, there used to be a place called Celebration Station right there. They tore my childhood down, put a bunch of hotels there and a steakhouse. <laughs> but um, no, man, I, I used to love that place. And Casa Bonita, too. Mm-hmm. I used to love that place. Isn't the building still standing? The building's still there, but I think they recently started gutting it. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Camelot's no longer around. The Camelot Hotel's not around. Uh, Laser Quest shut down. Yeah, now it's, what, a mattress store? No, a uh, mattress store has always been there. Oh, right the paintball. Paint, it's either paintball. Yeah, I think it is paintball. Yeah. Or airsoft or something. I think it's paintball. 
Yeah, there even used to be a record store next door. Yeah. Um, but man, I used to have so many birthdays over at Laser Quest. I used to love that place. Um, that was so cool. I love that whole setup and everything, and just, just the, uh, just the airlock area where you get your vest and your gun and everything. And they got the fog going and the black lights and everything. Yeah. It was so exciting. The light would come on, the garage door would open, and everybody starts scattering through the maze. I used to love that, man. Um, I don't know. I haven't been there since they shut down. Uh, I like paintball, but it freaking hurts, man. Uh, my buddy, uh, Armando, uh, I went to one of his birthdays. And I think it was like two or three years ago. He had a paintball party out at this place. Uh, and uh, It was fun, but I, I had forgotten how much it hurts. <laughs> Because yeah. uh, I got shot at the top of my head. I thought I was ducking down low enough. <laughs> and I guess the top of my head was poking over some tires. This guy shot. Boom. Skidded off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, that. He said if you get hit, raise your gun up in the air and put your hands up so people not know not to shoot you. So I get shot. <laughs> I put my gun up. All the paintballs fall out the fall out of the uh the reservoir <laughs> and i get shot in the back of the knee <laughs> i was so mad i'm like hey st- stop shooting me man i'm out but uh i went i've been one time yeah and i felt so guilty about shooting this person yeah she had no clue i was there i was off to the side <laughs> and so i started shooting her feet and all of a sudden, she looks down like, what the hell? And then she realized I was shooting at her. Yeah. So not only did I still miss, but I was shooting at her feet. And I, I just can't do it. Yeah. And like, even paintball, I can't even shoot somebody. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be a bad person in games. I've said that before. Like, Fallout or Fable or whatever, and you get a chance to, like... Or even in Dante's Inferno, you can you have the power to either damn or bless people, and <laughs> I can't bring myself to, to to damn anybody or judge them or um, fable. I can't even shoot a rabbit in that game, man. It's it, it's it's that bad. <laughs> that I can kill people. Like, I'll just put in the game and just go around and start killing people. Not even do quests. I'm just like... But GTA is just fine. Yeah. I don't know. There's... GTA, I can go around. I can just go up to somebody on the street and punch them. No problem. But in Fable, I can't. Because everybody's nicer in Fable. (laughs) Kind of like Second Life. It's just an extension of who you naturally are. Narcissism. This is and, uh, we, we veered off track a little bit, <laughs> but um, I think it's just been a discussion of how you're the exact opposite. Oh, because I mean, some of the symptoms are lack of empathy, arrogance, and manipulative behavior, senses of entitlement, and you're like the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I yeah, I don't like to make people feel belittled or or low i mean i've been in that situation before and it feels awful man um speaking about talking about our our problems and trying to feel better i finally had my first uh session with my therapist oh nice how'd that go it went very well she just let me ramble (laughs) uh she just let me talk about whatever I, I immediately out of the gate, I just started unloading a bunch of stuff. I was frustrated and I told her about having to reschedule and stuff like that. My boss said, uh, uh, what kind of doctor's appointment do you have and stuff like that. And I just went off about that. But I don't know. I think it went very well. And um, she just listened to me ramble and stuff like that. And I'm like, thank you for just letting me just 
spout off. She's like, hey, this is this is how we do it. We talk about, I we typically just let people talk for the first few sessions, and then we start talking about actual, um, like specific things. So yeah, yeah. But no, she's she's really nice, and um, um, I'm glad I'm finally doing this. So good to go. I think that'll that'll help with my temper too, just being able to talk things out. So that's that's one thing I need to work on too is my temper. I uh I don't have my anxiety as much anymore. I still have little bouts of stress or anxiety or panic every now and then, but not not nearly as bad as it used to be. Um but yeah, I mean just to just to make people feel belittled out of your own self-importance and stuff like that. That's just not who I am or what I want to be. Um, that's, I mean, that's that's the total opposite of what reaching out is supposed to be. We're supposed to. Um, I told her about that too. I told my therapist about it too about what I'm doing, and uh, I don't claim to be like a licensed person or to even know everything that I'm talking about. But I can be sympathetic. You know, I I can. I'm, this is what I tell people. I'm a broken person helping broken people so we can both build each other back up. So. I'm trying my best not to be narcissistic. <laughs> well, I mean, just the first one, like, you don't... With you talking about the... I think it relates back to the entitlement. Hmm. <clears throat> like, you don't feel... Like you deserve a lot of stuff. No. And will that change a little bit with the medicine? I think it will. But I don't think it'll be like as bad as mine. You won't. Like right now with diabetes, I think I've worked so hard that I don't understand. And it gets me frustrated yeah. that why my numbers aren't down mm-hmm. while I drink a high sugary coffee. You know, whereas you, you, you own it whenever like your wife talks to you about keto and whenever she does your testing and you're at a half a keto, (laughs) you know, you just kind of look at her and like, okay, I'm, I'm bad. Yeah. I, where do we go from here? Right. Yep. Um, and she's doing so good too. She checked her keto levels yesterday and it was about like. A point seven, so that's that was good. She was in ketosis and everything, so she treated herself to some popcorn yesterday. So she's she's been doing really good on it. So I'm proud of her for that. I think that's one entitled thing that both of you, because you're both giving people that you know, y'all go to the actual movie theater and get real popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we don't when when she wants popcorn she wants movie theater popcorn so we will go to the Cinemark and Broken Arrow and pick up a couple of buckets and I mean you once you say it I kind of since we're talking about it yeah. that is a little bit of sense of entitlement because who in the right mind goes to the movie theater to get popcorn but you know we're all a little bit nuts and we all we all feel a certain way like if she's worked her butt off she deserves to get popcorn Mm. and that just happens to be so i mean not saying that like you're you're not entitled to certain things yeah you're entitled to feeling the need to get what you want Mm. like i really love Point blank, spaghetti noodles and teriyaki sauce. That's one of my favorite snacks right now. Yeah. Noodles, horrible for my for my diabetes. Mm. Teriyaki sauce full of sugar, horrible for diabetes. <laughs> but I'm also poor, so I mean I want a failing snack that's gonna, you know. Then you have my wife about to take a box of chocolate to an endocrinology specialist office. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the people that go through the endo stuff, they need to feel special. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I think she's just 
selling it to our coworkers. So, man, they they less than thirty minutes, man. They emptied that box in less than thirty minutes. That's cool. You're gonna to have to explain for the people that. I'm sorry. Uh, my youngest son is doing a fundraiser right now. He's selling chocolate for school, and uh, my wife brought the box, his first box of chocolates, to her office, and she sold out in less than thirty minutes. And um, I thought that was awesome. And she told my son, and he was over the moon. He was super excited about that. So um, we went ahead and prepaid for another box, and we uh, we put that in an envelope, and we put the uh, money from her office in an envelope. So we should be bringing back two boxes today. But I think uh, the sale actually ends at the end of this week. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they only had like two weeks to sell stuff. That's always hard. Yeah, it is. Especially like when we were kids, we I went door to door. Yeah. Trying to sell stuff. And um, it was hard for me not to eat my own supply. Because I remember this one box of stuff I had. I had Skittles and Starburst and M&M's and stuff like that and beef jerky. It was hard for me not to just snack on <laughs> my own stuff. Um, we literally bought a box of chocolates because of that reason. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They were required to sell a box of chocolates or as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And it was 60 bucks a box because it was $2 a bar, 30, or 30 bars, you know, you know, big deal. Yeah. Well, about 10 bars into it, we realized, and I was just like, you know what? Here's the money. We're done. <laughs> Uh, but if you sell like 50 boxes, you can get a PS5. Oh, dang. Yeah. 50 boxes in two weeks? Right. <laughs> Although if it's cheaper than going out, I mean, say a PS5 is 500 bucks. I mean. It's like 2,000 bucks though. Okay, never mind. You pay $500 worth of chocolate and then sell the rest. <laughs> <laughs> But the, like, if you get to that tier, you, the kids have a have a choice between three things. I don't know why, because I think the kids are just going to go after the PS Five. Yeah, uh, you got a choice of an Apple iWatch, or sorry, an Apple Watch, uh, a PS Five, or a two hundred and fifty dollars Amazon gift card. Yeah, yeah, PS Five. Right. <laughs> you can sell the PS Five and get more than two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but if you sell three, you get like a limousine or party bus type of party type of thing. And, um, that's, that's all he's really going for. So just, uh, just to go in a limo. I know when I was a kid, I always wanted to go in a limo ever since I saw Macaulay Culkin and, uh, Home Alone 2 going in a limo and eating the cheese pizza and stuff like that. I, I thought that was awesome. I always wanted to be in a limo. We should go rent a limo for like four hours and just drive around doing tours of Tulsa. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, I've been in a limo twice. Once, because I think my parents got like a Groupon or something. And then another time for Joanna's prom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't even go to your prom, but you went to hers? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, because I didn't have my grades up and I wasn't able to go. Mm. Yeah. So, this was after I had already graduated. Because she was in a grade behind me. Mm. So, take that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's it's a little cramped and it's hard to scooch over to different... Well, I mean, I don't know. The... uh, the Hummer limos look pretty roomy. I wouldn't do that or either the truck. It's oh, like, the truck one? Yeah. Yeah. It was funny, though, because um, the the driver, <laughs> he, he had a movie playing in the back. It was just like a bootleg copy of Wolverine Origins. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't, it, it wasn't finished. It didn't have like the final uh, um, special effects in it. 
So, like, when he's fighting in World War II and you see the planes going overhead, they were still gray renderings. <laughs> Little boxes. Yeah. Just going across the sky. I'm like, oh, no, dude. You shouldn't be playing this. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. I don't know, man. That narcissism, it's... Uh, It's something that we're not going to be getting away from. It's going to be all over, but all we can do is just um, if you, it says right here on my on my list of things, you, you avoid trying to change them. It can be tempting to try to change a narcissistic person, but this is often a futile effort. Instead, focus on managing your own reactions and responses to their behavior. I'm not saying change them, but instead of trying to fight them or whatever, just try to love them in your own way. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it could get as bad as um, being in a super toxic relationship. In that case, you need to separate yourself from that situation. But I'm not condoning violence or anything like that. So, I mean, all I can say is just. Beat the crap out of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I try to love everybody as much as I can. So that, that's what I would recommend. See, that's one thing I think is the most key. The, out of all the symptoms, if you could preach one thing to them is change your lack of empathy. And the definition of that is that the narcissist is unwilling or unable to empathize with the needs wants or feelings of other people yeah if there's anything in the world put yourself in somebody else's shoes yeah and i mean if like you said don't change them but if there's one thing they're like if they actually realize that they're narcissist or you just tell them over and over and over yeah remind them have empathy it not everybody just like us and pills, mm -hmm. you know, not the bad pills, but for so long we tried ourselves. Yeah. And just have the empathy with somebody that to encourage them to go get help. Mm -hmm. If they're having a physical disease, you know, remind them that not everybody is able to go to the doctor or not everybody is able to handle the pain. Yeah. You know, and just remind them, be a little bit kinder to people, mm -hmm. you know. All the other stuff is going to happen. I mean, arrogance, admiration, be or manipulative behavior, entitlement, those are really to each their own. But empathy can change the world. Yeah. And just being nicer to somebody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Think yeah, that's a big takeaway right here. Empathy. It's hard sometimes, though. Sometimes you you're, you're hurt by somebody um, with this type of personality, and I don't know. It's it's hard to. Um, Sometimes it can be hard to see the good in somebody after they've hurt you so much. But that's that's where the real work comes in. I mean, I mean, like I said, you, you sometimes you need to separate yourself and or just take a step back and realize that sometimes these people can't. But I don't. <laughs> it is tough to put your words together because I mean, it is. especially with me, I don't have a lot of experience with a straight out narcissist. Yeah. Like I joke and kid, but in reality, at times I do think I am a narcissist. Yeah. I mean, just because I do have a sense of entitlement, like I'm so horrible at enti entitlement. You owe me this. Or I deserve this. Yeah. That's that's my break breakdown. But 
to be a narcissist, you don't have to have everything all at once. You you can have bits and pieces, and it involves later. I mean, you may become a narcissist at like eighty nine years old. Yeah. But I mean, at that point, you know, people just oh, that's so cute. <laughs> So do you have any wise words to end the show with? I do. Uh, this is actually the last uh, the last tip for dealing with uh, narcissistic people. Um, overall, seek support. Dealing with a narcissistic person can be emotionally draining. Consider seeking support from friends, family, or therapists to help you cope with the challenges of these interactions. If you're going through a situation and you feel like um, that talking to them isn't doing much good, reach out to somebody. Go to family, friends, or even here on Reaching Out. Shoot us a message or meet me at one of the... uh, one of the places I do reaching out at, either at the park or uh, the cookout or over at Panera. I'd be happy to talk with you. Just realize that you're not alone in what you're going through. There are a lot of people going through the same thing. And a lot of those people might not feel that they can talk to anybody. And it is emotionally draining. But we're here for you. And um, if you need someone to talk to, let us know. That's a nice tie-in back to reaching out. But I've been R.A. Crate. And Camo. And until next week, KS, ITJ as always.